From the beautiful city of West Hollywood, we bring you Film Forward, the official podcast of the Los Angeles Diversity Film Festival. Hey, y'all, we're back with another episode of Film Forward. We are continuing our series that highlights the films of Ladies' Night, a special pop-up screening that will be held May 18th at the West Hollywood City Council Chambers. Today, our guest is Laura Holliday, director of the film Disfluency. Laura, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. And thanks for sharing your film with our festival. Before we dive in, tell us a little bit about what the film is. Disfluency is a, it's a drama. Um, it's about 12 minutes. It's about um, rape culture and basically how our, our language ties into our, our actions and the relationship between language and culture. Choosing to incorporate speech disfluency into the film is a brilliant choice. I mean, disfluency is, you know, an issue in its own right, but setting it against the backdrop of, like, rape culture, I think, levitates just how important, you know, it is to consider. Do you know why Anna, the writer, chose to incorporate that theme into such a, a heavy subject? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was that was what I loved most about the script when I when I read it, one of the things I thought was the most original and yeah, kind of was an enlightening thing to read. Um, and we get that question a lot at Q and A's, and um, she said that you know it's it's based it's it's a fictional character, but it, the um, the idea for the film sort of stemmed out of an experience that she unfortunately had in college of being um, she's a survivor of sexual assault, and she said she she noticed so much in observing her own behavior in the weeks and months that followed her assault just saying sorry a lot when she couldn't explain what she was going through to people it was sorry was the thing that would would come up and then she started just noticing it elsewhere and i think that that's a that's a real thing it's one of the words that we lean on especially as women when we kind of don't feel able to take up the space to say other things or I don't know it's just a very um something that's very present in in culture that I didn't notice half as much until we started working on the film and then I I noticed how much I say sorry you become hyper aware of it once you notice it it's really I mean it's it's a go-to word for a lot of people yeah Um, and and you know sorry is the main one that we talk about in the film and the one that has the the biggest correlation to the, the you know the deeper themes but um but things like but and um, like I'm saying now, is a way that kind of can disempower you in speech. It makes you, instead of just clearly, concisely saying something, it's sort of, you can hide behind those, too. It's just a lot of things that I, I didn't notice until I read the script, which was, was a cool thing. Had you worked with Anna before, or was this your guys' first collaboration? This was our first, like, big collaboration. Mm-hmm. Um, we had actually met because we were both part of a sketch group. We both normally do comedy, so it's funny that this is... I mean, it's not funny, but this is kind of a departure for us. But we were both part of this sketch group, and um, we had collaborated on several different, like, little YouTube sketches, but we hadn't done anything of this uh, this nature until Disfluency. We did another film after that that she produced and I directed, too, so it's, it works. <laughs> you mentioned you guys both done comedy, mostly, previously. I worked with you before, as, and you, uh, it was a comedic short. That's how I know your work. Was this challenging to kind of break away from that uh, or at least initially? Yeah, I mean, it was something that I hadn't sought out to do drama because I, I just love comedy so much and feel like there's things I could explore within comedy and, you know, dramedy and dark comedy forever. So I wasn't really like looking for a drama. But then when Anna reached out to me about this one, um, I was like, oh, okay, this is obviously a story that I, I want to tell. I feel like I can connect to. It's like I could see it visually 
right away. So I was excited about it. And artistically, I didn't feel daunted by that. On set, it was definitely, that was when it was a little scarier of like, okay, navigating with the actors of like, okay, how do I feel brave enough to make other people feel safe when, you know, you're doing such vulnerable things. Like that, that was new, like working up my own confidence so I could like create a safe space for other people was, I think the, the hardest learning curve. Yeah. I mean, that's challenging working on on any set, no matter how many times you do yeah, it, kind of, it's still like. True. Cause yeah, I mean, it was definitely, you know, artistically it was challenging too, but I feel like if you, most of my comedy, I want to come from truth too. So if like, you're just taking a good script and trying to showcase it truthfully, it's like, that didn't feel crazy different to me. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's a lot of truth to be had in this film. We're talking about truth. We're talking to Laura Holiday, and we're talking about her film, Disfluency. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back with more on Film Forward. If you like the music in our show, all songs are performed by the band Dub8. Check out their new EP, Ayudame, available on iTunes and Spotify. All right, welcome back to Film Forward. We're here with Laura Holiday. We're talking about her film Disfluency. Talk to us about your lead actor, the actor playing Jane. Uh, she's great in the film. How did you guys work in building this character together? Yeah, she's amazing. That's an actress named Libé Barrere. And um, we actually, we were trying to find the right person to kind of bring this character to life. And Anna just saw her on, um, she's on the show Sneaky Pete on Amazon. Mm. Um, she's great in that too. And Anna was like, I feel like this is her. I feel like this is her. I wonder if we could actually get her. And um, we ended up reaching out to her reps and stuff and sat down with her. And we all just like clicked right away. We're all like similar age. She like clearly got got the whole thing. And, you know, she's she's so experienced and, and talented and has like this wisdom to her. So like working with her, I was a little intimidated, but we became friends really quick and I just quickly learned like okay it's all about communication it's all about asking people what makes them comfortable explaining to people exactly what the shots are if it's going to be something that is a you know a more difficult or yeah racy scene Mm -hmm. but I feel like she she did so much of it on her own she was just right for the part it was one of those things where we kind of knew if we had the right person because because in the script Jane's a little vague because she's supposed to be an every girl so it was like that was kind of the challenge of casting was like finding someone who felt like anybody could kind of identify with her, but also make her like a specific real person. So I kind of feel like once we found Libe, it was like, that was a lot of the work. Well, and I think the insecurity is something that even I as a man could relate to, you know, I I think everybody, even, even if they don't put off that persona, everybody's a little insecure. And I think that's where, uh, I think you did an excellent job of making her, you know, kind of every girl. Thanks. I appreciate that. Because I mean, you know, that's a hard thing to say. Like, what's an every girl? Like, that's not really (laughs) – everybody's everybody's different. But I do think, like, yeah, the insecurity um, is something that anybody can kind of feel no matter who you are. So Mm -hmm. I'm glad that came through. You mentioned Anna was a survivor of sexual assault. I'm sure she lent a lot to the the research. But was there any research that you did yourself and, like, talking to other people? Yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, Anna was great with with researching from, you know, script – stage forward and that she also when we were making the short reached out to a bunch of different nonprofits, mm-hmm. um and we ended up partnering up with this nonprofit called safe bay which is the word safe and then bae and they're great they work to spread awareness um, and prevention tools to um 
people as young as, as middle school and high school. And it was founded by women who were in the um, documentary Audrey and Daisy, which is on Netflix. I don't right. know if you guys have seen it. Um, so we actually got to do like a PSA with these girls who started this who were survivors of sexual assault beforehand. So I got the chance to kind of talk to them and interview them. And then I also watched just a lot of documentaries um, about you know, people who had kind of gone through this and did as much much reading as I could. But the sad fact is, like, so many of my friends have had similar experiences that it was, like, most people I know have, like, been through something That's like terrible. this. So I didn't have to look very far. Um, you know, not that every person I know who's gone through it has shared the, the ins and outs of their trauma experience, but um, it's just... It's kind of everywhere once you start looking for it. It's prevalent, especially the film takes place in college and on college campuses. And it's an unfortunate, unfortunate situation that hopefully we can do better. Yeah. Um, Safe Bay is – the website is safebay.com or – Yeah, or maybe it's safebay.org. If you Google Safe Bay, it'll, it'll come up, yeah. Cool. Laura, any other any other comedy stuff you got coming up down mm. the line? I know you had a little like web thing with Comedy Central. Is that right? Yeah, that came out in December. It's called Brief and Feudal Love Stories, and it was like this three-episode uh, three digital sketch series, which was really fun. Um, Anna and I have the next short that we did together, and this one I wrote and I – act into and she produced um and it's a comedy we're doing festival submissions right now so it'll it'll be soon <laughs> what's the title of that one it's called girlfriend but there's a space in between so girlfriend yeah it's kind of like a, a couple trying to define their relationship but a bunch of you know modern options are confusing it you act obviously also you act in a lot of stuff that you direct how do you decide kind of like which of the stuff that you direct that you want to be in or not is it is it just like the role speaks to you or not, um, well, or a lot. Well, when I'm writing my own stuff, a lot of the time I I write either based on actors I already know and love to work with, and in, including myself in that. Sometimes of like it starts with a character that I'd want to play. Um, right, right. That's sort of what got me into directing in the first place was that I, you know, was an actor and was like I want to do cool shit um, and not wait around for it. So that's still a thing I do where I'm like. How can I make something that's true to me that I would act in, and then I can can see it? Um, and you don't have to chase people down for the for the shit for your reel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. Yeah, I've got a great reel because I have all my footage. Um, yeah, it's usually it's like glaringly obvious. Like there, when I direct films for other people, I would never be like, I gotta throw me in there <laughs> unless it like made sense for some reason. It's like a very um, holistic process when I do it myself where right real quick I want you to plug your YouTube channel because uh, you always throw your comedy stuff up there and you always throw these lovely tunes up there oh thank you um, yeah my YouTube channel yeah when I update it I update <laughs> it with good stuff um, yeah it's and it's a name that I, I think I started it when I was like 14 or something but it's are you Laura Holiday? Uh, yeah, youtube.com slash are you Laura Holiday? And my last name has two L's in it. Check it out. Are you Laura Holiday? YouTube. Uh, you can check out her other work. Just Google her and you'll find a whole bunch of good stuff. <laughs> and we're going to come back and she's going to give us three under the radar suggestions with Gimme Three. Hey, this is Laura Holiday, and you can see my film Disfluency at LADFF's Ladies' Night, a one-night-only special event. It's May 18th at the West Hollywood City Council Chambers. You can get your tickets today at LADFF.com. All right, welcome back to Film Forward. We're here with Laura Holiday, and she is about to give us three suggestions, films that may have flown under the radar. Miss Laura Let's get your first one. 
Sweet. Okay, this is probably the most under-the-radar one. And it's a very specific taste thing. So this movie, it's almost all like a big sketch. But I watch it anytime I'm sad and I've watched it over and over again. It's called They Came Together, starring Amy Poehler and Paul Rudd. Ooh. And um, yeah, it's a Sundance movie from like 2015, 2014, 2015. And um, it's the guys who did Wet Hot American Summer made it. Oh, so cool. Michael Showalter and David Wayne. And it's just making fun of, of rom-com tropes, which is like, my favorite thing in the world. So it's a rom-com that makes fun of rom-com tropes. It's just really self-aware and weird. Right. Yeah. Which a lot of your work does also. It does. I think that's why I like it. I'm like, cool, you're just doing that thing. There's like <laughs> making fun of love. And um, yeah, and Paul Rudd and Amy Poehler are just like there. perfect to play those kind of roles in a parody way where you still also like care about them and like want them to fall in love with each other. <laughs> They're always great. Yeah. I recently got to work with Amy Poehler. <gasps> I'm so jealous. And she was... So amazing. Okay, let's get your second one, Laura. Cool. Okay. My other ones are not quite as under the radar, but my favorite movie from last year, which should have gotten Oscar noms, was Eighth Grade, um, Mm -hmm. which I feel like all my friends know about it, so I don't think of it as under the radar, but then I forget when I go elsewhere, and I'm like, Mom, have you seen this? She's like, what are you talking about? So it's it's probably not on everyone's radar. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody not in L.A., it's under their radar. Right. Exactly. Um, Yeah, I just loved that movie. It was like... Really inspiring to me because it was such a so little, like nothing. Nothing that's a huge deal happens in it, but like it's all her perspective, and everything mm-hmm. is a huge deal when you're in eighth grade. So I, I was like, it made me think of if you have the right character, you can kind of make anything exciting, any small story. Like yeah, I loved it. Absolutely, a lot of heart, a lot of heart in that flick. Yeah, I cried twice. And your third, another one that got snubbed at the Oscars. I think the year before that, the Florida Project. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just enjo- super enjoyable to watch and super different, super beautiful and colorful. Sean Baker's a cool, a cool dude. Sean Baker is a very cool dude, and he is one of the biggest cinephiles really? <laughs> out there. That makes sense. I don't know if you're on Letterboxd or not. No, I'm not. But um, he watches a movie every day, and his reviews are great. And just oh my god, how am I not on that yet? I need to do that. Yeah, he I, he's he's terrific. He's all, there's another podcast that I listen to called Pure Cinema Podcast, which okay. is fantastic. And he was a guest um, on that podcast one time, and they just do deep dives. He's he's a he's a fascinating dude and a great filmmaker. Yeah, that makes sense. Like it comes through in his work that he is a cinephile because it's very it's very inventive. I feel yeah, like. absolutely. Yeah. Three excellent choices, Laura. Thank you. I was nervous. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you for your film. Thank you. Y'all can see it on May 18th. It's just right around the corner. We'll be at the West Hollywood City Council Chambers. I'll be there. Laura will be there. Come check it out. And um, thank you all for joining us on another episode of Film Forward. Our recording engineer and mixer is Anselm Kennedy. The podcast is produced by Anselm, Sonia Maru, and yours truly. Thanks for joining us on Film Forward, and you'll hear us next time.